0: Everyone, Good welcome to the church. Welcome to the communion and uh, give God a moment, a, a confession and silence in our silence. Then we'll pray, Holy God in heaven, we come to your throne of majesty and grace. We are here to worship you, to give honor to you that is due. And we are also here to confess our sins. Anything in our thoughts, words, and actions that have differed from your holy, true, and loving, and righteous character. We come here to confess that those are inconsistent with the position you have given unto us. You have created all humans in your image. And for those who have sinned, you have sent your only begotten Son to pay for our sins by his righteous life, which was sacrificed voluntarily for uh, the death that we deserve. I pray that your um, love is not only received by us, but also returned with the obedience that is due to you. We know that even if when we try to obey, we will never be perfect in obedience. So for anywhere we fall short, we come here to confess. We pray that you, as you promised, give us forgiveness. And then also wipe uh, clean all the records and forget these sins. And you give us peace in our conscience. And beyond that, You give us the power to live righteously, to overcome temptations, to give the um, glory to you as we exhibit the life of Christ which is in us. We pray all of this in Christ Jesus' holy name, and may glory be unto his name. series, so we have been doing this one called, How Did Israel Do Under the Law? okay? And that's after the spirit of the law, right? Do we remember the ten monikers for the spirit of the law? Number one, be grateful. Number two, be faithful. faithful. Number three, be consistent. Number four, be trusting. Number five, be obedient. Those are the five vertical ones and then the five horizontal ones they are respect life respect marriage respect property be just and be fair okay so today we are doing number 5 okay be obedient i have no trouble finding throughout the biblical history of israel where when did they fall short s- by a significant event of failing the first four They stopped being grateful when they are out of uh, Egypt pretty soon, when they are out of water, right? And they said, wow, God took us here to kill us. So that was very quick. And then they stopped being faithful when they made the golden calf. That was also pretty soon after the Exodus. while, uh, While Moses was receiving the law, Aaron was making the golden calf. And then when did they start to be inconsistent, in other words, become like the, the Canaanites? I think it's right after they conquered the land, uh, the, the Benjamite Civil War, because some Benjamites became like the Canaanites, they became bisexual, and they also raped women to death. Okay. That's when all Israel got alerted. They said, we must make a holy war against this tribe, otherwise we are going to be kicked out like the Canaanites. So that is right after the conquest. And then in the middle of the judges, when you have the greatest judge called Gideon, who got corrupted. And then two of his sins, one is religious, making a golden ephod, one is a social. The social one is to accept the easier interpretation for the the, um, sabbatical and jubilee years, making the jubilee not the 50th year, but the second half of the 49th. And even so, accepting an easier system, he didn't enforce it while he had the uh, the power. He's the first uncrowned king, right? He had the power to enforce it, but he didn't. That's when God started to count the sins of both Israel and Judah, okay? From Gideon's first year, 1886 B.C., 1186 B.C. So that is when they fall short in the first four, okay? Where did they fall short on number five, being obedient? You see, the law in the letter says in the commandments, uh, Ten Commandments, the fifth one, fifth one is what? Honor your father and mother, right? In other words, if this respects your family, parental authority in the family, because that's first authority you meet, right? And then in the laws, the case laws that's corresponding to this, they mentioned uh, respecting the authority of the judges and the kings. Those are the secular or civil authorities. And they also mentioned respecting the authority of the priests and the prophets. That's the religious authorities, okay? And um, when did Israel fall short? The the spirit of disobedience, okay? Um, I had to spend some thinking, but I think it starts from their first legal king. That is the uh, Saul. Saul was anointed by Samuel, right? The last judge who is also a prophet of God. Okay, so Saul's authority is under Samuel. Even though he's the highest civil leader, his authority is under the spiritual leader, the prophet, and the one who anointed him. And Samuel gave him orders that he needs to wipe out the Amalekites, whom you know, attacked Israel while Israel came out of the uh, Egypt, and they, they attacked from behind, attacked the women and children and so on. And then they uh, also are the last um, tribe from the land of Canaan that have the bad habits of the Canaanites, like sacrificing children. Okay, And they when they went to Egypt and they came back, so when Israel was in the promised land for 400 years in the Judges period, the Amalekites were in Egypt. They are the Hyksos, the foreign rulers, the shepherd kings that ruled over Egypt until they were kicked out and they came back to the Southland. And God says, this is an extended Canaanite holy war. Saul, you need to wipe them out. But he he refused. And he says, well, when Samuel asked why you didn't do that, he said, well, my people, you know, liked these um, animals and they didn't want to kill them. (laughs) And then, Uh, And their king, oh, well, and I just didn't kill him. So Saul had to kill their king called Uh, Agag. Well, some descendants of Agag survived and later became Haman, the one who almost killed all of the Jews. So the disobedience of the authority over them, I think that significant marker should start from Saul. Uh, God or you know, in the beginning, God gave Israel only judges. It, it's a, not a kingdom. It was a confederacy, or you may say, commonwealth of tribes. Okay. Each tribe is locally ruled by local elders, and then the under the tribe, there are clans ru- ruled by elders, and then under the clan, there's a family. Okay. So it, in that time, God is the king of Israel. Isn't that good to have God directly as your king? rather than having a middleman who tax you another 10% and um, never ending addition, right? So it's actually, Judges' period is, I believe it's n- the golden era, spiritually. It's not actually dark age as some people think. The problem is that when pe- people have God as king, you must obey his laws. And when you don't want to obey, you put a strong man as your king and say, we're gonna defend our country no matter we're obedient or not, <laughs> okay. That's why people wanted Saul, and God gave them Saul according to the man's heart. Okay, David is the one according to God's heart. Okay. So, Saul was the one who strong outside and weak inside. Okay, he was very weak spiritually. He was barely born again. It's kind of almost forced on him, and uh, um, he didn't have the spirit of obedience. God said Israel can have a king from the law, from the Deuteronomy, but the king should copy a law of God, read it, and obey it. So the s- civil leadership of Israel should be under the religious leadership. Okay? At least the prophet who ordained them, right? But Samuel was the leader. Saul wasn't obey. Obeying. So that cost Saul, his leadership, his kingship, And then the the throne was given to David. Um, And he has his own problem, as we'll see later. So now we can say, throughout Israel's history, it is not hard to find that they fall one by one. They fail one by one under the law. So if you want to be under the law, you ought to know, by precedence, you're going to one day be judged by the law and then it's very unlikely you can stay long uh, not judged by the law because of the sinful nature. It's a matter of when, not if, that man sin. So that's why salvation cannot be by the law. It can only be saved by grace and through faith. And if you are saved by grace and through faith, don't try to get back under the law, as many of today's Christians try to do. They want to take part of the law, <laughs> maybe just the Sabbath or just the food or something. But if you get under one law, you are under the obligation to obey it all. And you violate one, you violate all. You see, that is not the way. Okay? The law is not a way for salvation grace and faith is the only way. Of course, if you're saved by grace and through faith, you're not under the letter of the law. You should obey the spirit of the law voluntarily, okay? And that's the second part of the equation. So, as we gather today, we got to remember, we as Christians, we are Also, the people of God. We are actually chosen before Israel. Israel was chosen from Abraham in time. We, the bride of Christ, the church of God, was chosen before the foundation of the world. The whole purpose of creation is to create the church. So, we got to recognize the importance of how we behave to the name and fulfillment of God's purpose in eternal perspective. Therefore, be grateful and be obedient. Don't go back under the law because the law condemns. Receive grace and live obediently and praise and worship and give God all the glory. That's all we are expected. So remember, Jesus gave us his grace by giving his body a obedient life without sin to die for our, um, for our sins. That is an act of perfect obedience and perfect love. We take this in remembrance of him. Remember also Jesus Christ shed his blood as our cover from God's wrath. He also refused the fourth cup of the four cups in the um, Passover dinner. And he turned that into the betrothal party between him and the the church, his bride. And um, he will drink the fourth cup at his second coming. We drink this, remember the past and expect the future. So live to honor his name, be pure, To honor his name. The blood of Christ shed for us. We take this remembrance of him. Dear Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for coming to save us. Thank you for giving us your life. And thank you for giving us your life. And uh, we pray that we shall live this life. With all of our devotion. And anywhere that falls short. We confess. And we pray that you refill us. With the fullness of the Holy Spirit, with the power to resist temptation, with the um, the desire and the hunger to live for righteousness, and may all we have accomplished be the glory to Your name in the eternity to come. In Your name we pray.